Welcome back to Memory Jogger on the Rediscover the 80s podcast. You've got Jason here on side A, and over on side B, as usual, is Wyatt. How are you, sir? Doing very well. I was trying to find earlier today the old cassettes Uh that have the little mouth on it. (laughs) Yeah, you'll want to be on YouTube for this episode if you can. Uh, If not... Just head over there after you listen to the podcast and uh, and check out what we're going to be showing you. Because, uh, yes, we are up to episode 12 here on Memory Jogger, and we are revisiting our mixtapes, our actual mixtapes from decades past that we recorded in several different um, locations and for several different purposes, probably, uh, <laughs> back in the... Uh, what, probably late 80s, early 90s. Mainly the early 90s when we were in high school, I think, is when I did most of my recording. But uh, we're going to be talking about that tonight. And we've got a stack. You know, why, you've got a stack over there, right? I have three boxes of stacks, yes. <laughs> you, have, you have much more than I, uh, I brought to the table here. But uh, we, uh, we're going to have a fun show tonight. Again, jogging those memories. We love to jog right here on the podcast and hopefully it will help you uh jog a few of your memories of uh doing the uh the the dubbing on your stereo or (laughs) maybe off the radio you know we'll be talking about all that tonight as we go through our mixtapes but uh just a quick reminder make sure you subscribe to the show We're, we're pretty much everywhere where you grab your podcasts on itunes google play stitcher we're, we're pretty much everywhere. We've got a brand new podcast page that you can even click on uh, the different shows. If you want to get all the, the memory joggers, you can click on that. And uh, we're doing the Rankum shows in the RD80s feed. So we've got a ton of different shows we're trying to, to throw out there. Even the, the very first couple episodes of the Rediscover the 80s podcast, which is kind of like uh, VH1's I Love the 80s. I, I put those back in the feed. So... Please, uh, please go out there and listen to those as well as uh, our new episodes, obviously. And uh, I guess as an icebreaker, why we usually try to throw out there something uh, to talk about before we get into the show. I found an interesting one today. I don't know if you had heard this or not, but uh, one of our most beloved board games is making a comeback. It's it's the holy grail, I would say, of board games. The one we always look for when we're at RetroCon. Oh, baby. If it's coming back, it's about freaking time. <laughs> Fireball Island is coming back to shelves or maybe virtual shelves. Uh, I, I read an article. It's over on io9.com. And they did a Kickstarter campaign to bring the game back. And uh, the the goal for this Kickstarter campaign was two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and they blew past the goal in less than a day. <laughs> it's crazy! It's I, actually going to get released. If I had known uh, that there was a Kickstarter, I would have been on that one. Holy cow! Well, this uh, this story was posted on Tuesday, so chances are the Kickstarter is still out there. Trying to get the lowdown here on, you know, when exactly they'll be releasing it, but they've got like a new 
prototype that they show in a video and it looks basically like what we remember the marbles they've they've got like the uh the red and yellow kind of colored marbles so to make it look like lava you know and uh that that big head of the idol at the at the very top it's got that 3d board you know that we remember this is crazy i i just can't believe uh it says it's gonna sometime this year it says by november they're gonna have this thing available so i'm looking not sure what the cost is i found it on kickstarter dude okay yeah you can see that there is a freaking d it says funded in one hour their pledge was a $250,000 goal. It's sitting uh-huh. it's sitting at 1,018,000 right now. Holy cow. They have Oh, I just found it. Here we go. They have over 8,400 backers. And there's still 28 days to go. This is nuts. Okay, so what does it cost? I want to see what it costs to get the full game. Uh, it's 60 bucks. 60 that's not, that's actually not bad. No. If you pledge 60 you uh, get one. Right, right. So yeah. So you think if you think about I've seen uh lots of board games go for more than that. The Ghost the recent Ghostbusters board game that they released, I think it started out around 80. But man, oh, Fireball Island, man. You know, it you go out to eBay and to get a complete one of those, you're you're definitely putting up three or four hundred dollars, if not more. Now this is and this was years ago when I was actually trying to snag a copy, right? And the and the pieces alone, I mean, they they'll do like three D printing of those little jewels and the the <laughs> the game pieces just to you know complete somebody's copy of the game. They're just so rare and so sought after. So this makes so much sense to me. Estimated delivery is November this year. So man, wow. Fireball Island. Uh, that's on my Christmas list. Dang it! <laughs> Mine too, on yours too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I might just be going out there and pledging. <laughs> I think I might be <laughs> just to make well. sure I get a copy. Wow! So that's uh, that hit me like a ton of bricks today. Cannot believe that's coming back to shelves. Well, but, uh, uh, start back on our. <laughs> yeah. Before we get get the tear works. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I wrote out a couple of questions here just to kind of get us, you know, through the show and, uh, you know, our beloved mixtapes. We'll be going through and trying to, you know, read off some of the the mixes that we <laughs> that we produced, but. When do you remember when you first started or when can you first remember recording or taping uh, mixtapes and what were you using at the time? Was it like a stereo you had at your house? Well, I, I kind of inherited my dad's old stereo. He had the old record player cassette, AM FM radio. And I used to, how I used to dub cassettes was I, it came with a little microphone and I would usually put it in front of like, like a little, I don't know, uh boom box or whatever I had. That was how I used to do the mixed tape, you know, really sad, but it worked. 
I still have in my, I don't know which one I'm pulling out that actually has it. There are a few cassettes here that I have that are like that. They, uh-huh. I, you can definitely tell that I recorded it off of a freaking TV speaker or something. <laughs> pretty bad. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I did. How about you? How, what did you do? Did you do the double deck cassette? Or what did yeah, you do? No, I remember one of my first stereos uh, was a floor model over at the Ames department store right across the street from us there when, when uh, my mother had her apartment uh, and <laughs> across from the Queerfield mall. And uh, we bought, I bought the floor model because it was like insanely cheaper than, you know, buying a brand new one. And it had the dual cassette and it had the high speed dubbing, you know, where you could <laughs> essentially, you know, do it at whatever double or triple time and burn through, you know, a cassette versus, uh, just trying to, uh, do it regular speed. Uh, but even before that, probably in the late eighties, I had a, a single speaker, little boom box and a cassette player and the radio. And I figured out how to record songs off the radio. So I would have the radio going for some reason, Bobby Brown's, uh, my prerogative is one mm-hmm. that I have in my head that I recorded off the radio and, you know, where you would sit and wait for the stupid announcer to stop talking yep. <laughs> and <laughs> hurry up and hit that pause button and, you know, let the song play and then try to end it real quick, you know, before the commercial or the liner or the, the DJ would come back on the air and try <laughs> try to record songs uh off the radio and they were surprisingly decent quality you wouldn't think they would be but uh i don't know how that all worked within the boombox itself but i remember doing that 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 had to have been like i don't know 88 89 uh that was when we lived in kerwinsville so that was my first kind of experience with uh with making my own little mixtapes and getting around having to buy the you know the the whole album or <laughs> whatever at the store uh that came later more i guess more when i was in high school when i would borrow albums cassettes uh and then obviously later cds right to put on uh tapes so i, I it was kind of for me my next question was going to be did you make them for yourself or for others i don't ever remember making them for any other purpose than to play them in my car same here. Uh, I very rarely, mainly in high school. I yeah. think, I think it was really the CD phase that I made mixed CDs to give out to girlfriends or something. But uh-huh. cassettes, I don't know what it was. I don't. I didn't hand them out. Now I made them custom for me, and for certain occasions. So I have uh, in my <laughs> list, as you can see, I have discovered that i made some slow songs or kind of sort of romantic songs right probably used on dates just to say you know um (laughs) but yeah you can tell that that they were custom for me and my my mission we'll call it (laughs) uh at, at the time now did you have a uh specific brand of cassettes that you bought to do your mixtapes on whatever's cheapest on sale I got. And usually I tried for 
um, I think they only came up to the 90 minute. I always tried to get the 90 minute cassettes, try to get more, you know, bang for your buck. Right. Yeah. I remember they would always come in like, you know, a a six pack or even more Mm -hmm. depending on, you know, how much you wanted to record or how much you, how many tapes you wanted to get in advance just to sit on. And I, I did find some that I still have that I never recorded on. So that just goes to show you we were, I, at least I was mainly overprepared <laughs> for any time I needed to record something. I'm and, taking a quick survey of my box collection. <laughs> that's fine. I've got a stack here. No, I'm uh, trying to, to answer your question if I had a brand. And I think because it was, like you said, you buy the five pack or six pack or whatever, I think uh, Maxell was the reigning king, at least at that time frame. Because I have, uh, if you can see, I have a few Max L's right there. <laughs> but I do have a couple Memorexes and and uh-huh. other. Yeah. I liked, uh, well, most of them had these covers. Now, here's one that was uh, Scotch. Oh, yeah. And most of them had the, you know, the sleeve that would come in. They would come in the cassette this way. With all their info, you know, on on pointed out, but then you take the thing out, you flip it over, and then there's your you know list to make uh, your songs with. And then I would always pop this in the other way in your cassette. So then you got your list of songs there. You could write down here on the spine, you know, what the cassette was. And I still have, I don't know how you stored yours. I still have one of those wooden <laughs> little things that you had the drawers, you know, and you pulled out and you popped your tape in and mine for VHS tapes too, you know. Yeah. Mine went the way of garbage. Uh, it finally, it finally disintegrated on me here probably about a couple of years ago. However, <laughs> one of my portable units, I'll call it, I still own, if you see. Oh, nice. My little yes, portable, you know, I used to have in my car. So it's survived, yes. but it's plastic too. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and then uh, I remember the Memorex too. There's a, a Memorex I had. This is one that I have, I don't think I've ever used. You know, the, the clear ones. But the, you, uh, some of these, if not all of them, came with the little labels too. There you go. Yep, you I got my Memorex and I got my labels. Yep. <laughs> so you write on the label, you know, side A, side B, and they even gave you uh, two sets of each, I guess, if you wanted to record over to uh, to pop on your, you know, the top of your cassette, and uh, you could tell what you were actually taping. So uh, I didn't realize ahead. this. I think I did at the time, but uh, just for for uh, memory's sake. So you pulled out the label, right? Mm-hmm. Right bottom, I know. I know you can't see because of the light. There is a little tiny. It's kind of like the nowadays your, your rewards cards. Well, Maxell had max points, and I oh, still have really? max points. I'm sure I have more, but there's ten. Max- <laughs> I don't think they're worth anything now. But you know, I'm just like, <laughs> right. yeah. I don't remember. Uh, see, I've got Memorex. I've got Scotch. I've got RCA. I've got TDK. I got Fuji and Radio Shack over here. 
Yeah, this one, this is the one that cracks me up. I think this is uh, Sony, the CD, it, and it had this like uh, 3D image of a CD on here. <laughs> I even have a Target. I have a Target case. I don't think I have a Target cassette. Uh-huh. I have a Target case over here, and I have an Ampex. So, uh, going back, of stretching a few uh, memory joggers. Uh-huh. We were talking about if we recorded ourselves. Mm-hmm. on a cassette right and i shamefully you know went on survival mode and i just needed a cassette to record whatever i wanted to record that day um however i'm going to take it out of the case to prove if you can see it and that might be the the bigger one this is the cassette that we gave to my dad and i later confiscated but it actually still has written mask jason the world warriors he-man thundercats gi joe these were actual episodes, or no, the these are the, all the theme songs, and we sang along with them. We, oh, wow. we got on the little microphone and recorded it along with, you know, and sang along with the show for my dad. <laughs> so you'd hear us singing, you know, Chase the Wheel Warriors, whatever, however the thing went. Um, <laughs> we might have to play some of that audio at some point. Well, uh, this I recorded over it, so there's no blackmail anymore. Oh, man. Well, I found one that might be of interest to you, sir. Um, I, well, I, you know, you did that whole, uh, the whole thing for our first jobs for WCPA and WQIX and made the huge 3D model of the radio station. I know you've been, still been working on, on that. Well, uh, just, just, I, to, just to work off of that, I am, mm-hmm. we're going to have a first job, probably more like a WCPA job uh, later radio station jobs, I think is what we're going to call it. So th- that, that's your, 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 uh, suspense. And I've been mm-hmm. working on a more robust booth so you can actually see and almost feel like how it was when we sat in it. Cool. Virtually, unfortunately. So, well, I was going through my tapes and you know, back in college, I did my internship at WCPA and WQIX. Yes. I found some of my uh, old recordings of newscasts nice. <laughs> for the station. Uh, this was uh, essentially, uh, I, I think, proof that I did, you know, my internship. So I'm going to have to uh, listen to these and see if they're worth uh, rebroadcasting. Uh, so it's probably going to be that. awful. I attempted when I was working at, I worked at another, another radio station called WINU, WINU, 80 AM out of Illinois. Little tiny mom pop, well, just the pop, uh, <laughs> radio station. And I'll get, I'll save most of the story for, for that podcast. But anyway, I made myself a demo tape there out of there. Go. I haven't heard it since. So I have no idea what I did. <laughs> and I haven't heard this one I haven't heard this one since either. So, but we can we can uh, we can play the audio and have our our listeners determine who was the uh, the better broadcaster back then. Well, on your note though, <laughs> uh, I I became the there it is I became the production supervisor at the radio station there because I was actually trained by Carl Falvo, who was very stringent, and if you've heard our podcast or watched it, you know that he was very stringent, a dictator, as Jason put it. Um, I have a, also, because I became a production supervisor, I was allowed to open the mic whenever I 
freaking wanted to. <laughs> I'm like WCPA. So I started making commercials. And one of them that I said was for, I think it was for like a, a charity uh, benefit or something like that. So I have a commercial. <laughs> I want to hear that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear nice. that. Is. I, I tried to do, uh, there was one I found myself trying to do like a, uh, like an intro to something. And uh-huh. I realized I, I really raised the music too high. So I barely hear myself. I just hear myself over the music. Now I also found one. I, I think this is one I did in college. Because it it has my name and it has practicum on there, which I think was our essentially demo tape that we were forced to make, <laughs> you know, as part of our college program. And if I do remember right, it was probably recordings of me on the student station. Uh, I, I think we might have actually did some like faux commercials. And uh, tried to. I remember my my professor's demo tape was essentially him on the air, and he shortened all of like the popular songs to like one minute or thirty seconds or something. And then you know, so he could have more time opening up the mic and (laughs) expressing his talents. So I'm gonna have to listen to that to see exactly what's on there because that might be some uh, some blackmail stuff there too. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I found, uh, I don't know what these are anymore. Mm-hmm. The mystery uh, from the same radio station, WINU, my bumpers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. I have no idea what I did. <laughs> so, no, I'm going to say it for the podcast. For the other. Okay. I'm going to keep the suspense. Well, so, we'll keep some of that. Let's, let's do that with the, with that show. We'll do like our, our demo tapes from radio station days and stuff. Okay. So, I'm going to, have to throw out a question because we're all we're doing is digging in boxes right now. At least I am. So what aside from music, uh-huh. did you record anything else besides your demo tapes? Did you record anything else on these cassettes? Well, I do have one. I, th- I think I've mentioned it on this show that uh, it was one of those, those book on tape. Well, not, it's not, that's not a book on tape, but it's the, the read along adventures oh, and yeah. I had a, a, a GI Joe one. And on the back side of the cassette that you got with it, they left the, uh, the tab uh, on, you know, cause a way to, you know, not be able to record on your cassette is to get that little tab to come off, you know, right. at the very top. Uh, but, you know, one side was missing it, which is the side, you know, that they recorded the, the book on. And then the other side, you could create your own story. And I had, I, I still have that, and I've listened to it once. It's dreadfully awful um, listening to. But uh, <laughs> it's me and just a bunch of my friends just recording ourselves. It would have been, I don't know, probably mid to late 80s. Uh, just random, stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's one I'm gonna have to look it up on the web because I recorded, I think it was like a stuffed animal or something, but it had a laugh box in it, and it had this very unique laugh. And I would hold it up to the microphone, and then I would try to mimic the laugh that this thing was making. I can't even remember what it was, so I'm gonna have to <laughs> somehow 
try to find that on the internet. But uh, that I remember doing that a lot. Like over at friend's house, we would just pop a tape in and record ourselves doing whatever, you know, saying whatever uh, was on our minds at the time. Uh, don't remember really trying to record anything off TV. Um, there might have been a couple times where I tried to pick up a song on MTV or something that I wanted and was uh, too cheap to go, you know, buy the single right. or the uh, CD single. I was huge into the singles, you know. I Unless I was uh, really into the artist, I hardly ever bought full albums. And when the whole uh, Columbia House and BMG thing happened, I was all about the greatest hits. Oh. So I would, and the greatest hits ruined me from listening to what the actual full albums were supposed to be, you know, from several artists that I enjoyed. So, yeah, I, I can see myself trying to record like a, a song off of MTV or something, but I really didn't have anything too portable to do that. And I was mainly taping off a, another cassette or a, a CD to listen to in my car. Uh, what about you? What, what else did you record besides music? You said, uh, obviously the, the theme songs to different shows. That was one, uh, back in the day. And I am, I'm going to take them out of the case. So I can read it better. Jason, you are fully aware that I have these. And my son actually still laughs at these. He doesn't even know what's happening. And he laughs at them, but I do have, this will show up. The three stooges. Two on cassette. Uh, oh, wow. Audio from <laughs> the Stooges. So I have that, and I used to listen to that quite often on to and from school. Um, yeah, so I did that. Uh, here's another one I did at the radio station. A couple of these. I have probably about three or four of these. I have to find them. Only because I, I did this every Sunday at noon at on the road with Jeff Brooks. <laughs> Here's you all your car questions, whether you're a backyard oh or a pro. Yeah, yeah, that was one thing we had the advantage, and we'll we'll probably get into that as we're talking about music. But uh, working at a radio station, man, you can uh, you can dub some music. Let me tell you, <laughs> the latest and greatest, depending on what station you, you you work at. You know, if you work at a country station and you don't like country music, you're screwed. So. <laughs> We were lucky to uh, to get a, a pretty good variety that came in on those. Uh, like, it was some kind of subscription that the radio station I I, had to new I'm music. I'm still trying to remember which one that was. It was it was a monthly subscription. It was the top twenty. I still remember it was twenty, and the last two songs were typically the country. Mm-hmm. The rest of them were actually top forty. They threw the country in. I guess I, I don't know why, but they they would put that in. Well, country's made top 40. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to break the rules. Uh-oh. slightly. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember many times going over to the FM room and they kept those CDs up there on that rack on the wall and grabbing the, the latest and greatest and seeing what was on there and see if there's any songs I wanted to record. And you could just bring it over to the AM room, pop it in one of the CD players you had the cassette, actually, it was on your left, and uh, 
make you a mixtape. That's it. I'm trying to. And you had to make sure you had the correct speed adjusted as well. Because <laughs> that cassette, you could, like, I think, like you mentioned uh, on, uh, on the first Jobs episode where you could slow somebody down or speed them up uh depending well, on what I, you wanted to play we're gonna get that into a minute so here no <laughs> no kidding as the screen share is on that is one of the cd racks that we had at wqx i have no idea why i took a picture of a cd rack with full of cds but i did <laughs> on that same note if you look over here here's some more cds and these on the top row right here that was our subscription that was the mm -hmm. monthly subscription these little cards they had all the latest songs writ uh, written down on that and the dj was supposed to flip it over and keep tick marks of how often he played on what date i guess that was for fcc account uh, maybe maybe it was for the you know the the, the royalty license whatever yeah but yeah, that's I forgot that's, about that. That you had to, uh, they had like a probably some kind of contract or whatever when you played the songs and which ones you played from that subscription, right? So, incidentally, Jason, just because I'm gonna feel feel the fire, this board there's one for sale still. Oh, really? <laughs> very tempted. <laughs> we can set up our own little uh radio station out of your. My my new passion, uh, my new dream. When when finances allow and kids are, uh, my job aligns a little bit better and all that. I am. I've already told Jason. Instead of a man cave, I'm going to recreate our WQX, well, our WCPA studio, <laughs> as best as I can. So. That would be awesome. All right. Well, you want to get into some of these other ones? Do you just want to pull some out or? I mean, I, I don't know any rhyme or re reason to. Yeah, unfortunately, there's no method to the madness. Um, uh, it is mixtape, and I'm going to prove prove Jason. I know he knows I have these. I'm still going to prove it to him anyway. If they don't fall out and kill me too. Ugh, let's see if the camera gets it. That's also, I still have my cassette collection of you know. Jeff Fox, what are they over there? And Bangles and Tiffany and their mix a lot and Ace of Base and Shania and Oh, you said Jeff Foxworthy? Oh yes. Right there he is. It. <laughs> I gave it to you. What are you talking about, Will? <laughs> this this took us through some road trips, let me tell you. This is a, a two albums, one on each side. It's his uh You Might Be a Redneck If and Games Rednecks Play. Oh, and there was a little bonus down here. I was able to squeeze in a redneck Christmas at the very end on both sides. <laughs> or at least some of it. Yeah. Uh, so he says that. he You only got two of. I think I have more. So he copied from one of my four cassettes. I feel like I'm Vanna White right now. Uh, <laughs> I still have a box. Well, like I said, I've got the... A little three drawer wooden cassette holder that I've got plenty of Genesis and Phil Collins and Sting and <laughs> everything I was listening to at the time, even some of the singles I found in there uh, before. And I've got a box out in the 
the one that I was digging through for all these mixtapes that are just full of cassettes. I must have really liked some Jeff Foxworthy. I just found two more. <laughs> so I had six. I have six Jeff Foxworthy cassettes. So I really must have liked wow. Jeff Foxworthy. So yeah, I still have that one. That uh... I have seven. There's another one I just found. <laughs> Dang. Now, just going through the handful that I pulled out that I could find, uh, I've always had like a wide range of music I've, I've listened to over the years. And just looking at the the mixtapes that I made for my own personal use, except for country, I, I did go through a country phase, but that was really short. Yeah, uh, so so short. I don't even know you'd had one. So <laughs> that was uh, around this time. But just going through some of these, well, I, it's funny. I made a J Volume One. I don't know how many <laughs> volumes this had, but it, you know, Volume One here. This was uh, more like kind of rock stuff. There was Cake and Sugar Ray, Candlebox, Depeche Mode. Collective Soul, Bare Naked Ladies, you know, so I, I I did get into, you know, the early 90s was when alternative music really kind of took off. And I got into alternative, I'd, I'd listened to rock because I loved Aerosmith and a lot of the, the bands that came out of, you know, the 80s, Def Leppards and the whatever. And then my main music I listened to just switched around that when when alternative music took off with Nirvana and you know all those guys from Seattle and that kind of trumped a lot of uh what I listened to cuz I I did have rap you know we loved Run DMC and all those from the early 90s hip hop and rap artists and when I got to college it just kind of about the time Puff Daddy came along, I blame it on him. I, I got lost interest in, in, in kind of hip hop and rap, and I, it just the more I listened, the more I grew into you know alternative stuff at that time. So, you know, not all those I just mentioned were alternative, but I liked the alternative. And then you know, obviously the '80s have always been a lot of who I am, and. I don't know. It's funny just to kind of go through here and see what all I've made mixtapes for. Because I do have one. Where is it? Easy listening. Oh, yes. Nice. So we had, you know, we worked at a, it was a, uh, they called it Hot AC, but it was adult contemporary with a little bit of an edge because they would play, you know, a rock song once in a while. So they called it Hot AC. But, you know, Adult contemporary stuff is, I wouldn't call it easy listening, but you think of like Amy Grant, uh, Elton John, Michael W. Smith, uh, Rod Stewart, Steve Winwood. You know, that was easy listening to me, I guess. There is uh, ooh, a couple of good, uh, I haven't heard that song in forever. Max T. Priest, Close to You. Oh, I remember that song. Uh this is cool. I'm like remembering you <laughs> songs I haven't listened to in a while. Oh my gosh. And then um, Desri's You Gotta Be. You remember that song? 
you gotta be man, you gotta be bold, yeah. you gotta yes. be wiser. That thing played, it seemed like on the hour at WQIX. I think it did. Oh, I got so sick of that song. And then I don't know what it is, but then it gets ingrained into your brain. And then I don't know, you almost start to like it. And for some reason, I put it on here, even though I probably loathed the song for <laughs> years, months at a time. And then once it finally dies down, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll listen to it again. I've only heard it a million times. So <laughs> I don't know what, I guess. I know you were in the country music more than I was, but did your what was your what's your kind of music taste when you kind of look through your box? Is it kind of all over the place like that, or did or are you geared towards one specific genre? Well, you can see I I, I had to move the mic because you can, so you can follow me sort of. <laughs> so it's all it is all over. You can see that mo- mostly probably just soft rock. Uh, Jason would not call it rock but we'll go with that. Um, Like you see Tiffany. I have country here. I got Sammy Kershaw, Alan Jackson, Tanya Tucker. I have some Genesis. I have (laughs) the movie was hilarious. It didn't. uh, We saw the bike there at the museum there, Jason. Uh Oh my gosh. Yes. The blank Blank man Man. movie. I got the soundtrack. No, the soundtrack. Oh my gosh. Uh got the Simpsons soundtrack. Sing the blues with the Bartman. I had that album. Yes. I got that album. I had that album. Uh I think I only listened to Do the Bartman on there. I mean, was there well, I don't even know what was else was on there. But well, that song is the radio. <laughs> School Day Born Under a Bad Sign. Mona and Lisa's Blues, Deep Deep Trouble. I like that one. That's actually cool. Pretty cool. I do remember that one. Uh, God bless the child. I love to see you smile. Springfield Soul Stew. Look at all those idiots. <laughs> That's the name of a song. And sibling rivalry. Wow. Uh, I have some. I have a single. Jason was saying about singles. I had the Ace of Bass. All that she wants. <laughs> I just heard that song the other day. I also have Ace of Bass. That was huge on QIX. Oh yeah, Cypress Hill. There. Oh, I, and that was one. I found one that said fave songs, so of course I had to uh, see what my fave songs were. I don't know what year this was. This is definitely early '90s, but it's. It's a lot of hip hop and rap and then mixed in with some other stuff. So like you have uh Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh Us Three Cantaloupe, Tribe Called Quest Award Tour, Coolio Fantastic Voyage, Public Enemy Give It Up, Onyx Slam, uh Run DMC Down with the King, House of Pain Jump Around. And then you get over here, and you have uh, Heavy D and the Boys. You have Right Said Fred. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You've got uh, Beck with Loser. Could crash this dummies with mm, 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 mm. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Soul to Squeeze. 
Ski Low with I Wish. Oh my gosh, I love that song. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. <laughs> wish I had a girl that looked good. I would call her. We are trying not to do a karaoke. Uh, I don't know. We might want to after doing all these. But I do remember as well, well, mainly in my college years, but some while I was at uh, WCPA where I made a mixtape of what I called older songs. <laughs> How fitting for today right now. Yeah. My older song list. Uh, now, in the, the reason why I found this one interesting was uh, going, and again, going back to the, uh, the first jobs episode on Saturdays, I think it was Saturdays, right before the Penn State football games, I had like 30, 30 or 35 minutes to burn and I could pull out the records. I did everything but essentially go on the air. I did a little, I think I remember doing like the weather and a news update in between, but it was just mainly me spinning records for 35 minutes. And a lot of these songs on this older song <laughs> uh, compilation were those I remember we had records for, like Chicago. This is going, this is like 25 or 6 to 4 Chicago. Does anybody really know what time it is? Old Days, the Steppenwolf, Cliff Richard, <laughs> the Eagles, Orleans, you know, and then, well, there's some other ones mixed in too that I don't know why I would put them on the older song list. John Cougar and the police, but uh, I rem- those were some that I remember actually spinning those records for on that Saturday morning. And, and to me, I guess they were old, you know, 60s and 70s mainly at the time, the old music, the oldies. Right. <laughs> we were the oldie station, you know, WCPA, when they did play music, it was the, it was the quote unquote oldies. So that's was the disconnect for me. And I'm, I'm breaking the rules again, I swear. Um, when I was there, it was the news talk sports. Very mm-hmm. rarely did we do oldies. When I left, that's about the time when it seemed to switch over to the back to the oldie station. I guess it was an oldie station back in the day too. Yeah, and we're just trying this experiment of news talk sports. So I missed the music era. So for when you were saying you're spinning the records, I'm like, oh, that's right. That's after I left. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't, and again, I don't remember a, a lot of blocks of music when I worked there. It was just on those rare occasions when you needed to fill in a thirty minutes or something, they would, you know, break out the oldies, right? And it, you know, I do remember more of, as a kid it being the oldies channel or station versus uh, you know the news and talk and uh, local sports that we did mainly. I guess we did some national sports, but we did. Uh, Would you remember the National Football League? <laughs> and my uh, red coat. You got anything else over there you want to throw out? Well, just a couple. Jason has already indicated this a while ago, but we we were a big, big, big fans of DJ Jazz's Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. So I had, I think I have every album of his, whether cassette or otherwise. Mm-hmm. I also we also got into a short-lived uh, MTV Party to Go. Oh my gosh, yes! Now we have a couple of those. Yeah, those uh, I remember those. I had 
I had I had those in the Jock Jams. I still have the Jock Jams albums. Uh, you do because you gave me a uh, the a couple songs. Okay. Uh, yeah, those are some great ones too. Uh, and th- those are cool because it was like mixed all together. It was just like one continuous. You know, it was like having your own DJ party to go. So here's another quirk that I did with cassettes because I didn't know how I w- actually wore out a couple cassettes just on on and on on it ru- ru- uh, ruined them so what i started to do i started started backing them up i dub them so i had a backup and preserve the original yeah now that's smart i i do remember doing that i think a couple times for my uh cds because you know cds get scratched and you know you're going down the car down the road in your car and you're uh, CD on your pillow and the passenger seat, you hit a bump and it goes flying and your, you know, your stack of CDs or whatever you got there and this stuff gets scratched, you know, and I remember being nervous about that, not trying to scratch my CDs and right. having like a cassette backup in the car to just pop in instead of trying to put in that, you know, well, I, I think at one point I had the cassette that hooked to your CD player and then I also had the one that went through your radio. I think I had both <laughs> during that time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, making the backups, I, I, I do remember doing that. I've got two here that are actually dated. I've got one from June 95. We've got, uh, wow, okay. So we got QIX dubs. Nice. From June June 95 and also December of 95. But it's funny because these aren't all songs from 1995. You've got uh, The Presence of the USA, Lump. Remember that song? Oh, yes. Weezer with Buddy Holly, Goo Goo Dolls, Name, Toad the Wet Sprocket, Tom Petty, Good to be King. Adam Ant, wonderful. Oh my gosh, I would wail on that song. Uh, but then I have some 80s stuff in here, like Mr. Mr. Broken Wings and uh, Billy Joel, still rock and roll. I got some couple of Huey Lewis songs on here. This must have been before I got like the four album and the sports album from Huey Lewis. So I do remember listening to those full albums in the car. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's Secret Garden from uh, Jerry Maguire. That was for some from 1995. And then uh, this one, I do remember listening to a lot. This was, a, this was a bunch of different mix. I got from QIX Bruce Hornsby, uh, Delamitri, Peter Cetera, toe the wet sprocket again. There's Adam ant again. I love that song. But then like Eddie money, Gwen Fry, Peter Cetera, Simply Red. I mean, it's, I call them 19, you know, it's basically when I, when I tape them only and not necessarily referencing the songs of that year. It's funny too. I was digging through uh, the box out there. My Some of my wife's mixtapes are in there too. So, uh, so shout out to her for, uh, <laughs> This is so her. She she dubbed Aerosmith's greatest hits called Big Ones. 
Nice. Um, and she, she's actually got a card laminated with the track list. No. And and the the uh, the minutes, the, how long the song is. I kid you not. Look at this. It's laminated. That's nice. That's awesome. I mean, if you know her, that's just so her. Uh, and how pretty, you know, making sure that all of the uh, the track listings are nicely aligned on the <laughs> on the actual lines. Uh, shouts to her. Here's a question for you while you're digging. When's the last time you remember like taping something onto cassette to, you know, listen to in the car? What, like, what would have been like maybe the last era? I mean, do you still do that? Or do you remember a time when you like switched cars and you finally got the CD player in the car and you kind of went to CDs? Well, my, my 94 Dakota, it's a lot of cassette players, so I made mixtapes, obviously, or used the mixtapes from what I had, uh, and had the CD to cassette adapter doohickey. Uh-huh. My 05 Dakotas, when it went, was just straight CD, so I started having to make mixed CDs, no matter what I wanted to do. It didn't have a cassette player. So I would say probably, I probably stopped making mixtapes around I'm guessing around 2000 it's probably around 2000 or so. And then I did change out that CD player. I did change out the cassette player out of the, the, my Dakota, my 94 and put a, a CD in it. So yeah, I started making mixed CDs. We'll call it, <laughs> but you know, me and my quirk, I said it in, in the, the WCPA chat. So I made, I, for me, I copied all those liners so I, I call it nostalgia. I loved hearing the QIX in between. So I was going to to study up on this podcast. I literally went through just about every one of these dang cassettes to listen and to see what I did. And there's a couple of them where it's every three songs, there's a liner. There's one in there. I don't know what I was, you know, I don't drink, but I must've been drinking something because <laughs> it's every, uh, every song has a liner. And it just keeps going and going and going and going. It's like, you know, and it could be one of my mixes. It could be Fresh Prince. You're listening to, you know, <laughs> parents just don't understand. QIX 23.5. Then it's, <laughs> so called, you know, whatever. I can't dance. And then you're listening to QIX 93.5. Cliverville County's biggest hits. It's, it just repeats itself. <laughs> I also, like you said about the pitch control on the cassette player. Uh-huh. My cassette player in my Pawnee. No, it was the Turismo. The first one, the first radio I had, my Turismo was jacked up. It played slow. <laughs> so for the cassette to be tuned just right, I changed that pitch control on that cassette. Oh, player. nice! So it and came in handy. Yeah, <laughs> but it was only good for one car. <laughs> so yeah, so you had so, your mixtapes for that car, so, and then you had your mixtapes for everything else. So I'm I'm listening to my doing my homework right just recently. I hear almost chipmunk like songs of like uh, one of my songs that I liked back in that day was I got I got it. Uh, uh, do you remember the band Boy Crazy? Like a one hit wonder band. Good times with bad bad boys. No. 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 
No, no. not ringing a bell. Should I, should I play it for you? No, no, thank you. Right. <laughs> so it, it was just, it was one of those that was really a cool, upbeat, fun, and me with us radio, you know, we knew uh, upbeat music. So I played that and it's really fast. Holy cow, jeez. Um there was all types of songs like like you. I did all I copied everything I could out of that studio onto cassette, but I didn't leave it be. I I don't except for I think my romantic slow songs, I think everything else had a QIX liner somehow tied to it. <laughs> so that was what I did. Some of the I don't know if we have time. But can you think of a few songs that you you've purposely sought after at QIX because you had the library that, that you could actually grab from? Were there songs that you grabbed? Basically, I'm gonna do this. I gotta I gotta get this song. I'm sure there was a few, and it's probably some of those that I mentioned from the uh, the, the the dub albums that I did. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it seemed like. I remember like hearing a song on MTV or, uh, you know, just on a station or a different station or, or some other way. And then seeking out the library to see if it was there. And then probably throwing it on one of these dub albums until I got it filled up, you know? So it, it, it sounds familiar, but I can't picture or remember any particular song. Hmm. Do you remember a particular song? Oh well, the good times with Bad Bar Boys okay. came out. Um, again, because it was there, and we had that, we had it there, and it was played more on WCPA, but we did play it on QAX, and there was a time of year that we played this. Mm-hmm. Two weeks of Deer Camp by the the Youpers. Second week of deer camp. Yes. Second week of deer camp. I love that. It was so, so hilarious. And there was one, I think I've, I think I dubbed over it. There was one edit that I actually did at quote unquote edited while it's on cassette. So I tried to ad lib like, um, um, when what's, you know, when the character, I think he's on fire or something like that. <laughs> I scream to try to add. Mix it in, you know? <laughs> um, there was that one. The other one that I liked at the time was Bee Gees. They came back out for a one-hit wonder again, and it was that Paying the Price of Love. Don't remember that song particularly. I do remember they had kind of a a comeback album while we were there. Yeah. I will play it for you. <laughs> if you want to, whatever. Wow, that is 90s. Got to get the synth in there. Yeah. Vaguely remember it. Yeah, so that was one I <laughs> I liked just because uh, you didn't ask for it. Where is it? This is the good times. I don't know why I liked it. It was just fast-paced good rock i guess i don't know don't remember this song at all dude <laughs> uh, okay uh anyway going back to 
the last time I remember like recording a tape back in, it would have been 2003. Uh, I bought my truck mm-hmm. and my truck only has a CD player and the radio, obviously. And this was right about the time or soon after that we learned Aaron was pregnant for the first time. And she had a 93 Honda Civic, I think, around in there somewhere. Yeah. It was like a little bit newer than that with just a cassette player. So I did the, the husbandly thing and her AC was out in the Honda had a, had a moonroof though. So that was nice, at least in the morning time. So on the commutes, this was when she was just working, I think part-time or I can't remember. She was mainly at home, but I gave her my brand new truck to use. And I was using her Honda to commute back and forth to work. And I, I still listen to the radio. I'm, you know, I don't mind listening to the radio in the car, but this is the time when Coldplay first hit me really hard. And I, I had to have, I, I think I might've even stolen their music from uh, Napster <laughs> at the time and I had it on a CD. So, you know, I could listen to it in the truck and, once I got the Honda and I'm going back and forth to work, I'm like, okay, I got to get it on a cassette. I didn't, I had to dig. I don't even remember if I had to go out and buy like, an, <laughs> like a blank cassette or if I had these, uh, these on here, but I made a, a Coldplay tape nice. for those commutes. This old X and Y that was uh 2005, I think was that album. But I had the other one, the one before that too, uh, Rush of Blood to the Head. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I remember having the, a small CD player and cassette player at the house and having to, I burned my burned <laughs> CD to a cassette. <laughs> nice. So I could listen to on my commute. In you know, back and forth to work in that little Honda. That was the last time I remember actually having to seek out, having you know, to do uh, to put together like a mixtape or a, a dub onto a cassette, so I could listen to the music. So, and that was I, I think that's a little bit later than I would have thought that would have happened. I don't know when it became standard that you know the cassette players were gone because our last van was a 2005 and it had both it had a cd and cassette in there the chrysler that's what mine has and i i'm gonna rip that sucker out if i have to trade it (laughs) you know something we did you were talking you you gave a great one great preface to it uh, on the last mj and that was Mm -hmm. uh, what we recorded on those rides to the hangout place so we dubbed i dubbed the cheech and chong songs right uh well not really songs the the comedy that there is you cannot stand in the fireplace i don't care if you're related to led zeppelin (laughs) (laughs) 
You want the you want the more rib? Oh, <laughs> did that, and then we did the uh, Bob Rivers. Oh yes, Bob Rivers. Now, oh my gosh, that album. Uh, which one was that? It's not. Well, you had Twisted Christmas. I know you had Twisted Christmas. Yes, there. That's. <laughs> But there was also another one I thought you had with some other songs from Bob Rivers or it was all the it was actually the whole cassette. So I had that there was the uh So it was the, just the Christmas album? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> the restroom door said gentlemen. Yep. We were we we listened to some comp. Now you had, did you did you tape those HBO specials? I did. Okay, so yeah, I remember listening to those. What was what was the name of those Dagum specials? Uh, it was a deaf like all all star yeah, all star five comedy, and I still i i managed i managed to do this one for you, bud. Here comes another one. <laughs> Baton Rouge, Louisiana, front page of the Morning Advocate. A man is fishing from the banks of the Mississippi River. This woman who does not know this man sneaks up behind this man, picks up a piece of driftwood, and beats him to death with it. <laughs> whap, whap, whap. <laughs> Puts rocks into his clothes to weight his body down, drags his dead body. All right, this is a family show. Maybe we better... Uh... <laughs> Because I remember, too, you had Andrew Dice Clay. I did. I still do. I I found that in my search. I have Dice Clay and Little Boy Blue. He needed the money. (laughs) Oh, man. We loved us some comedy. Some raunchy comedy at that. Yeah. (laughs) All the nursery rhymes. Yeah. Yep. We had that stuff memorized. On those trips back and forth to the uh, to beefs to the hangout. Uh, oh you man! Remember in this same comedy, right? The 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 All Star Five. Mm-hmm. I think our funniest, but at least for me, was when he did the, you know, the seats selling seats, van seats on the interstate on the on ramp for, for a van. van. <laughs> yes, Myrtle driving this van here, standing up, standing up. Started to be a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, we have to shift the dang gear. He stomps himself. Well, say Myrtle, if you happen to see a, someone selling a van seat along the road, <laughs> hilarious. Oh gosh, that I don't know who the, that comic was, but he, he his delivery was made that whole. Oh, anyway. Yeah, we listened to some comedy albums, that's for sure. And uh, <laughs> tons of uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Run DMC, Aerosmith, yeah, yeah, uh, Sir Mix a Lot, <laughs> Digital Underground, Digital Underground. That was another one. Oh man, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a it wasn't a commuter a, a ride around town without listening to the Humpty Dance or uh, same old song. So. <laughs> I'm going to fast forward it to you. 
Okay. What do you still do mixed stuff, whether MP3 or otherwise? And if so, do you have any songs that have spanned the dawn of our time and continue to be in that mix? Well, I, wow. I used to, now my computer at work, since we went to the laptop, I don't have a, a CD drive in there. So at there, up until like just a, maybe a year or so ago, I was burning CDs at the office for all my retrowave music so I could listen to it in the truck. And then I went out and bought direct from our uh, friends in China one of those uh, those MP3 uh, with the flash drive, you know, that goes through your radio. So you can plop in a flash drive to it and it just, I guess, picks random songs, whatever, from your flash drive to play through your radio. And that's what I was kind of doing. I still have in my truck, which my CD player, I told you, I think on the last show, bit the dust. Mm -hmm. It just eats my CDs and I have to fish them out with a needle nose pliers. Uh, I've, (laughs) I've probably got a stack in my truck of mixed CDs just bouncing back and forth over the potholes that I hit yeah. <laughs> in my console. Uh, all my music is right there. Cause the, cause the, uh, the little MP3 player that I bought from China, the end popped off. So I can't, <laughs> I got no juice now. Won't fit into the, uh, the outlet. The cigarette lighter, as I still call it. but That's what I call it still. <laughs> it's not a power outlet. Yeah. It's a cigarette lighter. Yeah. If we don't smoke. <laughs> and there's no lighter in there anymore. It's yeah, just an I know. outlet. Yeah. You still call it that. But anyway. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much down to either having my headphones in, which I don't like to do while I drive, listening to podcasts or listening to uh, local radio stations. How about you? I mean, do you still do uh, mixed CDs? And I still do mixed CDs from time to time. Not often, but time I do. To answer my own question, does anything span this time? Aside from oh, the yeah. Toy X liners, I have listened to the Humpty Dance and a lot of Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince over the t- past 20-some years, 25 years. They always seem to end up in my mix. Always. Doesn't matter what I do. Even my playlist, I have my, yes, you can just yell at me right now, but I love my phone. Don't hate. My little portable MP3 slash flip phone, my playlist still has the Humpty Dance and same old song, <laughs> as well as Parents Just Don't Understand and um, Nightmare on My Street. And, oh, uh, and uh, There Ain't Nothing Wrong With The Radio by Aaron Tippett. I still got that one. <laughs> Well, I see, and again, my my listening it changes. So I, you know, I over the years it the genres have changed. So I, I get into more alternative, and then around the late '90s, I went back to like the '60s and '70s and started listening to like Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, and it's changed over the years. And then I I would say more over the last few years. I've either gravitated towards 
the retro wave music, which is mainly, you know, it, it's like 80 style, but instrumental. Uh, I, I listened to a lot of that and a lot of, well, three or four different artists is what I mainly listen to. But then I've gone back over the last couple of years and started to listen to full albums from the eighties that I missed and listening to more album tracks because I don't know. I, I always blame Columbia house and BMG when I went through that phase and I bought all the greatest hits album, I'm just listening to the stuff that was played on the radio. And now I'm to the point where I want to, I want to dive deeper. I want to hear the albums as they were recorded and listening to those album tracks is kind of like new music to me now. So like over the last three weeks, I've been listening to the simple minds album once upon a time. And you, there's like two songs. I think they released uh, to the radio off of that album. I've listened to that for like two or three weeks straight. And uh, Alive and Kicking is one. The other one is uh, anyway. But I found like two other, two or three other songs on the album that I, I'm just like, oh man, these are better than the ones that they actually released on the radio. So I've been doing a lot more of that rather than putting trying to put mixes together of old stuff. I want to go back and discover all these uh, songs that I missed, essentially. So that's how my music taste and listening taste has changed just in the last few years versus going back to our bread and butter stuff you know, that we've listened to all the time, which I still enjoy, which I still like. And well, if I hear one on the radio or something, I, I, uh, I get the uh, local R and B station all day long at my job. And every once in a while they will play the Humpty dance surprisingly. <laughs> and my, my coworkers look at me like I'm crazy because I'm singing along and they're like, who are you? So it's nothing against that music and, and going back to your bread and butter, but uh, I don't know. I just, I like now finding an album like that where I know a couple of the songs that were released, but well, since I like those ones, why not listen to the whole album that I never purchased <laughs> back in the day and see if I can find some new music. So that's my that's my philosophy now. Nice. Well, I I've always bought the albums. I just liked most of, even what you didn't hear on air. I liked most of what was on the album. Um, I, like I said, I still make some updates to my music library. I guess I'll call it. But it's, uh, I guess I'm stuck at our era. Uh, yeah. The thing has sounded. There's been one or two songs here and there throughout the years. It just doesn't compare to what. 80s and 90s I'll yeah, call yeah. early to mid 90s had had a great music and the rest of it I don't know yeah. what they're doing there's some <laughs> like I said there's some onesie twosies that are great good hips or good you know beat whatever but the rest of it uh, um, to coin a phrase from our, our QIX new QIX people it's crap the music is crap <laughs> it so, blends together They they've done a lot and even uh well hip hop r and b they sample a lot from the eighties still, and they will cover songs from the eighties. I hear that too, 
So it, it, it I think today's music, if we're going to have this conversation, it's, it's had, uh, uh, their their creativity is taking a hit mm-hmm. versus what it was back then. And if you listen to like we get the uh, the classic Casey Kasem uh, '80s countdown every Saturday and Sunday here. And if you listen to those and just listen to the span that top forty music had back then, from rock to country to even rap and R and B, and it was. It was across the board. Heavy metal was in there. And you listen to or you go look at the latest Billboard charts. and Well, they've made so many more charts now than they had back then. So that's part of it. They've kind of segregated the music almost in the modern uh, chart era, whereas it was more combined back then. But still, it's it's seems like it's all popish if that's yeah. even a word nowadays that's popular you know the bruno mars and the katy perry's and the taylor swift's i don't know all their stuff kind of blends together to me into that you know modern pop sound and and the what we had back in the 80s where there was you know, extremes in every direction on the music and new genres kind of coming up, you know, like rap really took off in the mid eighties and hip more hip hop and stuff towards the end of the, you know, the decade. Uh, And in the early nineties and you had the whole dance craze and yo MTV raps. And I mean, all that just kind of started blowing up back then. And now it's, there's nothing really well, there's there's a few artists I'll say that I've heard that are are more creative than others. So, yeah, I mean it's <laughs> there's nothing like that era that we grew up in that from the early to mid '80s up through the like mid '90s. It's just all over the board. My listening tastes and it's it's changed over the years, and it's it's weird too because now you know, like I was saying, I, I like to listen to more full albums uh, now than I did back then, and it shows because you know I had all those singles and even CD singles, and I remember specifically several albums that I had where you could hear little clicks between songs and it was because I was stopping and rewinding mm-hmm. so much or flipping the side to, you know, listen to <laughs> just one or two songs on the cassette that I didn't care about the rest of the album back then. I just wanted to hear that popular song. And maybe that's, you know, different as you get older, but uh, when you want to hear that song, you want to hear that song and you'll rewind fast forward, whatever you need to do to get to it each time. And right. your tape suffers <laughs> from that, you know, so I remember tapes having click marks in there just because I I stopped and rewound it so many times just to listen to that one song. That's it. So anyway, well, I think we're uh, we're getting very philosophical now in music and <laughs> getting out of what we essentially came here for. But I don't know. I I think it's probably a good good uh, time to to end the show and. Uh, Maybe think about what we want to do next on Memory Jogger. I think it's your turn. I don't have the chart in front of me, but I can pull it up. 
Yeah, I was trying to remember kind of what was on our uh, our minds on the last time. I didn't. I wanted to do a little uh, shout out too to uh, Mick over at the Retro Rambler who who did leave a comment on our uh, our blog article for the last episode about our field trips, and uh, he said, "Great episode. Brought back a lot of memories of my own trips. My favorite part." of all field trips was playing Mad Libs on the bus. So I remember well, doing a couple, maybe a couple games like that on the bus. I remember trying to uh, sneak my Walkman on the bus because they didn't typically allow us to take our, our Walkmans on trips, except for maybe long ones. I remember them allowing some sometimes at the end of the year, but. Anyway, thank you for that comment. I meant to mention that at the, at the top of the show there, Mr. Retro Rambler, as he goes by. Uh, we're actually talking about getting him on for a, a Rankum episode. So uh, glad he is listening to the show. And uh, did you come up with anything as far as topics go that we talked about recently? Um. You know, you you mentioned it actually tonight. Game shows and sitting around with game shows. And we said, I think we said it two for two podcasts. We talked about um, what we used to do. Oh yeah, talking, over the phone. Talking over the phone for the Price Is Right, and just what we remember of game shows. That the that's definitely a possibility. The other one that that just came to mind, and it was because we brought it up today night was the Fireball Island. So board and card games what we used to do you know for family night or just you and i playing games oh yes in the summer uh how how many times did we sit down to a game of spit countless and uh a mountain dew and a dr pepper and whatever was on the television and just play hours of that game and then what we were talking about with uh seeking out a uh, mild born at toys r us yep uh, that's also a good one. Um, Very good one because I can remember us going to when it first debuted, when KFC brought out the old uh, the popcorn chicken, popcorn chicken, and we were just in our <laughs> that. Oh my gosh, that stuff was. Uh, I don't know. It was like from heaven, <laughs> man up from heaven. It was addicting, is what it was. <laughs> It was that if you go to KFC now and you get the five dollar meal, fill up whatever they call it, that box it was just full of popcorn chicken. We would take those packets of hot sauce, or at least I was. Same and here. I can't remember if you, yeah, oh, and you just cover that whole box of <laughs> popcorn chicken <laughs> with, uh, oh gosh, with that uh, hot sauce. And we we got that religiously. Mm-hmm. Between that and getting the uh, the chili dogs at Sheets, I think I lived on <laughs> those two meals. <laughs> oh man, good times. Um, ooh, man, that's a tough choice because I. Well, we could are... even go a different way. You know, we could go. We got. We got quite a few things here. We got entertainment consoles, so we can talk about, you know, your Atari and Sega and my Nintendo and my old computer. Um, we could talk about WPIX. I know we've hinted that off and on throughout the the podcasts. 
Right. Yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> If you follow Dinosaur Dracula, he just did an article on WPIX, which was fun. That was just this past week. Nice. I had to chime in about that. Phone battles. That's what I I dubbed it as. But remembering, like you said it the last time, you know, you learned how to play Mary Had a Little Lamb on your Dutch Dome. <laughs> um, the back we could squeeze 900 those. numbers, you know. Or, oh, yeah. Okay. When you call it. Jazzy Jeff for Fresh Prince for five bucks yeah. or whatever it was. I, I, I got in trouble for doing that, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> no, I didn't. It was, uh, see, I thought after, if you just kind of called and hung up, you know, real quick, you wouldn't get charged. Well, you you did get charged. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, I don't know. We, it's I guess since we've been talking about game shows, let's do game shows. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, oh my gosh, I loved, loved, loved game shows as a kid, and there's specific ones that I would actually play out on my living room floor with either a deck of cards or, you know, whatever. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do game shows next time, and we'll kind of relive our memories. Okay. Of uh, of game shows. So cool. All right. I'm 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 excited now. I could talk about game shows all day. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Cool. Okay. Well uh let's uh let's go ahead and sign off and man, this was fun, man. I'm just digging through tapes. Oh yeah. Mainly mixtapes, but we 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 covered a little bit more than mixtapes tonight. Some of the albums that we listened to and everything. So, uh, man, this was fun. Yes, it's always fun. I, I like these podcasts. It brings up so many memories, and yeah. for you, the listener and watcher, you know, I, we're hoping that you are getting things churned up in your own memories. You know, maybe you do remember making a mixtape for an event, or just so you have something on the drive, the commute, whatever. You know. Like we always say, shoot us your comments. Share with us what you're, what it's jogged in your memory. Yep. Over on Twitter, RD80s, rediscoverthe80s.com. So as we fade off into the distance with Memory Jogger, episode 12, we again thank you for joining us. Please continue to visit us at rediscoverthe80s.com or our Million Dollar Man social media outlets. After all that we've been through... Do I have to say the words? We built this city. Doing the Humpty Dance, walking the dinosaur, doing the Bartman, but I can't dance. Yet we're dressed for success. Everybody have fun tonight, running down a dream on Memory Jogger. This has been a production of the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Visit rediscoverthe80s.com to find our show notes for this episode and others. Join us again next time for the Memory Jogger podcast. Hey!